Dignity of Identity. Today, this podcast is going to address the ensuring that when you're caring for your dementia loved one or patient or your aged one for that matter, that you maintain the highest sense of self and you provide them with the dignity that they deserve. For persons who don't know me, my name is Simone. I am a trainer, facilitator, a dementia coach, a certified dementia practitioner. I train persons to care for their dementia loved ones using the behavioral approach to dementia. And over the past few weeks, I have noticed a trend whereby persons are placing their loved ones on social media, looking at, you know, looking pretty... I don't want to say horrible, but it's not the way that I think you would want to look or you would want to be in the public eye if you were looking that way. Now, it irks me, it saddens me, and it angers me all at the same time. I understand that the journey of caregiving can be pretty rough, and I am here for caregivers. That hence the reason this podcast is named Caring for Caregivers. And I like to look at the good sides, the bad sides, the ugly sides of caring for dementia persons. Because those, let's be realistic, this is what happens. You have good days, bad days, horrible days where you don't want to do it. Sometimes you're thrown into a role you have no idea what to do. I get it. I work with families. I get it. I understand. However... It doesn't mean that you seeking support means robbing your loved one of their dignity. A lot of persons may not agree with my point of view, and that's okay. We can agree to disagree. You cannot rob someone of their point of view so you could get sympathy or so that you could um, show to others how difficult the journey is. Why would you post your loved one on social media drooling on themselves? Why would you post your social media on loved or loved ones on social media? Why are you posting them all um, doped up, drugged up? They fell, they, you know, there is probably a nasty bruise on their eyes or so forth. Why are you posting that? What is the purpose of you posting that? I, if there is a case of abuse or negligence and you want to highlight it, then that's fine. If your loved one fell from a bed or they tried to defy you in terms of you giving specific orders or trying to assist them, they got a little bit aggressive and you know they fell and, and something happened and you, you may want a second opinion, you can crop their face. You can crop out the part where the bruise is and, you know, if that is what you want a uh, second opinion on, then that's fine. What is not fine is your loved one in a cast, your loved one drooling. You know, they're, they're just lying there. They're, they're probably in the last stages where they're not eating and drinking and, and, you know, probably getting ready to pass on. And you have them there on social media. It robs them of their dignity. I I mean, it it really angers me and saddens me. So today, I, you know, I had to speak on it. Dignity of identity. I had to speak about it, right? Um, So 
you know i just hope after this this podcast that uh, you will have a different perspective on you know when you're caring for your patient how you can maintain their dignity and possibly maintain your sanity at the same time yeah so you know in a in a classic sociological understanding a person is or a patient when they're ill and they need help to recover you know a patient is assumed to seek help and to get well but not have the willpower to act and decide on certain treatments right um especially in cases or cases of dementia we know most times when there is memory decline it is pretty difficult for them to uh to determine different modes of treatment and all of that now the thing about it is most human beings become ill and with age the probability of illness increases whether we like it or not um and to promote health particularly among the elderly patients it is important to understand what it means to be a patient both from the perspective of the aged person and from the perspective of the caregiver and also uh, other care providers or other persons in the health team right so it's important that you understand that it's not it's not only the carer that is caring meaning that while yes you are providing care the patient indirectly is also part of the team or they should be part of the team and i know that because because um again cognitive decline and they are unable to do things memory loss we know the signs and symptoms of dementia we know gradually how it uh, um how it happens and how it progresses so we know at some point in time they will not be able to make sound decisions and we understand that right but at the end of the day still we want them to cooperate hence i always stress on using the behavioral approach to try to get them involved in their mode of care as much as they can i focus on a patient-centered care that is my whole model all the focus is on the patient um increasing their quality of life because i i believe once their quality of life is increased your job and your life gets much better well a little bit better i shouldn't say much but it gets a little bit better yeah so okay so let's chat now when we speak about dignity again you know dignity it has a lot of different meanings for persons however the dignity of identity that's a theme it has to do with looking respectable having needs met and maintaining the individual self so when we mean looking respectable now you need to understand if you are caring for someone right now that person is relying on you to provide a particular type of care for them although they are on the verge of cognitive decline although there is memory loss although there is impairment of reasoning but still if you were ill you would expect that someone will treat you with dignity right so elderly patients need to look decent and to feel their self-esteem not decline dignity um i think we were speaking about hans 1991 that was one of the books that i would have read um on dementia care but however um dignity would mean that it it, it the, con- the concept was conceived through uh, enhanced body care the way they address nail cutting keeping them clean 
and tidy, right? So once we're speaking about dignity, it means that the person has to look proper. Proper. Proper meaning when you put them out on social media, there are nice quickie videos, nice cute videos of persons um, caring for their dementia person, parents and they will say funny things and sometimes they may use obscenities or they may curse and you know and that's quite fine they, they're well dressed they're not looking ill and um, the, the person is active and once the person is active yeah that is great that's great that's fantastic when persons has a physical ability or a chronic illness we they are vulnerable right and to me if there are visible signs of vulnerability it can be that the the caregiver the sorry the patient needs a little extra care yeah vulnerability can lead to disrespect and reduce dignity hence the person is reaching out to you to provide care Let's look at having their needs met. Patients, especially patients with dementia, it is difficult for them to have their own basic needs met. We're speaking about nutrition, we're speaking about general support, we're speaking about um, hygiene needs, everything. Non-fulfillment of such needs reduce their physical, social, and existential integrity, whereas dignity was enhanced when patient's care uh, was perceived and met as a person with unique needs. I always say when you see one case of dementia, that is the only case you have seen. Because while there are similar characteristics to the disease, People are just different. People have different personalities. And so we see a lot of those personalities coming out, especially in frontotemporal dementia where there's an impaired reasoning and so forth. We see a lot of different personalities coming out. So when you're caring for a sick person, I think, you know, health promotion is important, right? But first, the caregiver needs to help the patient secure dignity and integrity. They need to. You need to recognize, you need to see, you need to meet the elderly patient's needs. You need to view it as essential to enhance their dignity of identity. This is very important. While you are also maintaining their dignity, you have to maintain their individual self. One of the core meanings of being a patient um, was experienced as maintaining the individual self through wearing private clothes, possibly instead of a general, um, you know, nightgown, rather than just putting them in house dresses. You can put them in their own clothes, yeah? But something comfortable, something maybe loose, you know? We know that there's difficulty with uh, buttoning clothes, so you may want to Put on something uh, comfortable, something, you know, good enough that the person can either attempt to. It, it depends on your outcome, of course. If you don't want them to take off their clothes, then, of course, you will put them in something that they can't unbutton. Now, when we we have looked at so far, we have looked at looking respectable having their needs met, and we've also looked at maintaining the individual self. Yes? 
we can also look at self-care ability. Now, care providers often find out that when elders are hospitalized and their autonomy is given up, um, I remember one nurse said it's as if the patient leaves his or her dignity outside the hospital door and says, now you can do with me what you like, I don't care. And from a healthcare perspective, this attitude precedes frailty and loss of dignity, and it makes it difficult for the patient to participate in self-care. Now, mind, bear in mind the patient didn't say that, huh? This is how we interpret it. This is how we interpret it. The patient technically puts everything in the caregiver's hand. Technically, right? And so, these sort of attitudes should compel you to promote their dignity more. To promote the patient's dignity more by caring for their ability. If they could take control of certain self-care ability, maybe they can, maybe they can, or cannot, sorry. But it's up to you as a caregiver to decide, is there something they can do? If not, of course, you know you have to assist. But again, it doesn't mean that you remove the aspect of integrity out of providing that particular care for them. Let's look at the, the, the mastery of their activities. Now, in care providers' experiences, being a patient includes that the elderly was urged to sometimes walk. Sometimes we want them to rest yeah, instead of spending the day, um, you know, in the bed. They, they rest during the day, but we want them to be active as possible. And that's fine. You know, um, in terms of getting the person to participate, mastering certain particular activities, I always say that if you are using the behavioral model in activities, you have to assess where the person is at and you have to meet them right there. Right? Now, for example, Persons who, or women who have dementia that were housewives, what sort of activities would you give them? How will you dress them? Hmm? How? So, when you have patients like that, it's up to you. You need to decide or ascertain what sort of activities could you give that particular person to make them feel that... Okay, you're no longer a housewife, yes, but you can do activities around um, what a housewife used to do. And of course, that includes them, it gives them that feeling, a social setting feeling, and dignity is maintained. So you can dress them the same, speak to them, speak about things that housewives would want to talk about. Yes? So, I mean, this is a pretty short podcast. And I just wanted to speak about those things, you know. Um, I don't know if the, the, the beginning of it, you know, maybe pretty harsh, but I just had to say it, you know. Um, of course, when maintaining dignity, you have to remember social inclusion, privacy, 
practical assistance, um, eating and nutritional care, communication, choice control, all of those things. All of those things is, is, is allowing the person autonomy and giving them some sort of identity and giving them dignity. Let them choose their own clothing. Yeah, you can assist them, but let them choose. Again, involve them in, in, in decisions relating to their care. People appreciate being included. It gives them a sense that their opinion is respected, their preferences are respected. You address them properly, mom, dad, uh, if it's just a patient uh, to you, if it's a patient to you, miss or mister or missus, yeah? Address them by their name. A, 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 a crucial part of a person's identity is their name. And this is how we identify one another, yeah? And this is particularly important for elderly because persons, you can ask them, how they would like to be addressed and they will tell you or you can simply say uh, miss or, or mister and they may say to you well you can call me nana or you can call me um you know my nickname whatever their nickname was yeah so also i i should add I want you to be able to respect people's personal space and possessions. Not because that not because they are suffering with dementia means that they are unavailable. It means that they 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 don't have that personal space. It doesn't mean because you're in charge mean you can barge into their space without asking for permission. No. You can't do that. You also can't go through people's belongings without permission. Even the simple ask, you know, the act of asking makes people feel respected. Again, if the person is in their last stages, then that is different. Yeah? So, let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree in the comments. Should people be putting their loved ones on social media? You know, let me know what you feel about it. Again, I know a lot of persons you know, may not uh, agree with this point of view. However, I um, I, that's my point of view. That's my stance on it. We treat elderly persons with dignity, not less uh, than. I wouldn't like for me to be hospitalized that my husband is taking photos of me or my kids taking photos of me, um, you know, looking at my worst. I, I, I definitely would not like that at all. So tell me what you think about it. Give me some feedback in the comments and let's chat about dignity and elderly care thanks for tuning in i am simone trainer facilitator dementia care educator